Hey, thanks for listening to the Amlin in the Mix podcast. Here you will find all the latest in music technology, software and hardware, interviews and more. Also, don't forget to check out the Amlin in the Mix YouTube channel today. Now, let's get into the podcast. I used to think of my life as a trap star. I used to think of my life as a trap star. Record on the beat, put it on the needle. Record on the beat. All right, hey guys, welcome back to Emlyn in the Mix, season three, episode eleven. I hope you've had an amazing week out there. Whatever you've been doing in the world of music creation and music creativity. If this is your first time to the podcast, what is this about? This podcast is about music technology, audio technology, music gear, and music news. And sometimes we get to check out brand new software and hardware, and other times we just talk about what is the latest and greatest. And this week, this podcast is no exception. We've got some pretty heavy hitters in the form coming from Roland with the release of their brand new Phantom O series synthesizers, the new ones that is that have just been announced this last week, which we're going to look at towards the end of this podcast. But don't skip along to the end because there's some pretty interesting news that I'm going to go over with you guys today. For my regular listeners, thank you so much for coming back week to week. I really appreciate the support. If you want to take it further with the support, you can shout me a coffee. The link is in the description below, as we do every week. And without further ado, I think we just get stuck into what has been happening in the world of music and music technology this last week. It's pretty interesting stuff. It's all zeitgeisty. I like that word. I'm going to start employing it into the podcast. All right. So the first one here comes to us from Behringer. Now, Behringer's Pro 16, its long-awaited Profit 5 reproduction is now ready for testing. This comes to us from musictech.com. Thank you to Music Tech Shoutouts for this piece here. Now, I don't know how they get a license for this. I have no idea like whether they do a deal with um, Dave Smith synthesizers and and get a deal on this Profit 5 license. For Behringer, doing a reproduction of a Profit 5 just blows my mind. But anyway, Behringer has reported that the Pro 16, a recreation of the sequential Profit 5, is ready for production as soon as the brand gets the chips it needs, that is. So there is obviously, well, not obviously, but there has been a chip shortage in the world due to recent events such as the pandemic and so forth. And this is hitting Behringer. So the brand shared the latest update of the Pro 16 yesterday in a Facebook post simply captioned, ready for testing. Now, if you're looking here on the video portion of this podcast, we do a simulcast to YouTube as well. Uh, I've got a video up here of the Behringer, I believe in its Chinese factory, looking pretty sweet, the Pro 16 Profit 5 reproduction here, looking unbelievably like a Dave Smith synthesizer. Well, I guess it is the reproduction, so they're very good at that. And now, while the synth itself is production ready, it might be a while before eager customers can get their hands on one due to the global shortage of chips, exasperated by ongoing conflict in Ukraine. Now, that last bit, how is... I mean, I understand that that's a bit of a nuisance. (laughs) I don't think anyone's put the war that way. It's more than a nuisance. But how is that affecting the chip shortage when the chip... Anyway, look, I'm just taking their word. I need to look into this myself. I I don't know how that that war could be causing that because that's in another part of the world, not necessarily 
this part of the world. But anyway, we do have enough chips for pre-production models, but not mass production, explained Beringer in a Facebook comment on the above post. And last Sunday, which was the 14th of March, Behringer revealed that the already strained supply of chips used in the production of electronics became even thinner as a 50% of the global production of neon gas required for all chip production comes from, ah, Ukrainian factories, which have now shut down. Okay, there you go. Interesting. Maybe need a source from somewhere else. However, in an update a day after, the brand suggested that the situation could be alleviated by 2023 thanks to a $20 billion chip manufacturing plant supported by giants from the tech world. There you go. I'm not going to keep reading that article there, but just thought that was interesting that it's on the way. I'll, I'll be more interested in how, how do they Behringer get these licenses or whether the license for these reproductions ends at a certain time and then perhaps they can actually jump in and make that reproduction. Next piece of news here is also from Behringer. This comes to us from Synthtopia.com. Shout out to Synthtopia.com. Uh, Behringer is asking its customers to stop complaining about delivery dates and to focus on the plight of Ukrainian people. So this, this is pretty interesting here. So Behringer today announced that the global chip shortage, which we just spoke about in that last article on on Behringer, which has led to the company recently introducing 10 new synths that can't be put into production, is only going to get worse. This is a little bit conflicting information from the last uh, article we just read there because they were saying that there's a potential $20 billion manufacturing chip manufacturing plant which is going to be made by tech giants to help solve this problem. Anyway, so this is pretty much going over the same as that last article, saying the reason is the Russia's invasion of Ukraine has halted production of half the world's supply of semiconductor-grade neon, and neon is critical for manufacturing of lasers used to make chips, and an estimated 45 to 54% of it is made by two Ukrainian companies, Ingas and Crime, which have now had to be shut down due to the war. So the companies have had to shut down production because of the ongoing conflict. And Behringer, this is the interesting part though, and I guess they've had to make this call, but Behringer is asking customers to stop complaining about wait times for their synthesizers and other products and to think about the victims of the conflict instead. So sort of shifting, you know, the customers over to what is happening there. But look, I think there definitely needs to be a solution to this problem and we should probably look into what is going to happen in the future. As you can see, Behringer is a large manufacturer of these reproduction synthesizers now, and they're making some heavy hitters, and they're actually getting quite a lot of, you know, usage in the world of music and studios and so forth. Like, I'm seeing big artists using these Behringer synthesized reproductions now. Like, they're really starting to have their own, which is really weird because these are basically based on old-school synthesizers from the past. But there you go, Behringer is struggling to keep up with demand. All right, let's move along to our next piece of news here. We spoke about this a little while ago. We mentioned this on the podcast, the Casio CTS-1000V. In fact, I believe we featured it. And I just wanted to quickly share this with you. This is from Music Tech again, musictech.com. 
And they just came out with an overview review overview. They were able to, obviously, they've had their hands on one here. I just want to quickly show you the review of this thing because if you've been thinking about getting it, it still seems like a very nice vocal synthesizer. That's what it is. If you like that sort of vocally sound, vocal chop, uh, the verdict is here. So it's flexible and great sounding vocal synthesis engine, solid build with a nice feeling keyboard, quick and easy audio streaming and sampling with included USB wireless adapter and retains accessibility for young players and hobbyists. So they're the good points and the bad points here, I'm not going to read the full review for you here. They gave it a 7 out of 10, but here's some of the points that perhaps are cons for this particular instrument. Not possible to input lyrics for vocal synth natively or wirelessly. So basically meaning that you can't just do it straight on the actual synthesizer itself and could open up a lot of sampling potential with more editing options and storage slots. Okay, so look, it's not an expensive synthesizer. Those cons there aren't that bad considering how affordable the synthesizer is. So if you've been thinking about the CTS... 1000V, which we spoke about from Casio, which I, it's still hard for me to believe that Casio is making something really cool and awesome and creative like this because they're not really renowned for doing this type of instrument, you know, they're more for the home sort of learning keyboard type of player. Like I, I love Casio. I have nostalgia with Casio. I had a, my first keyboard was a Casio and I love it. And I still have it somewhere. I think I've got it here actually somewhere, not in my studio, but in one of my rooms. And, um, you know, I have a lot of nostalgia for that. Some great little sounds on there, but that's not a very flexible, uh, synthesizer per se. And now that Casio seems to be giving, you know, trying some interesting instruments here, especially with this one, which is really just aimed as a vocal synthesis, which sounds pretty good from the demo that we heard, especially when we featured it here on the podcast. But, you know, if you've been thinking about this or sitting on the edge of checking this thing out, I still think it's worth checking out despite this review. I don't think the review is actually that bad, but you can have a read of it. Check it out on the Music Tech dot com website next piece of news here comes to us from teenage engineering and i just this is just a quick mention we have spoken about this on the podcast before but their computer one which isn't a computer don't get this confused with it actually being a computer but this is just the housing for a computer and if you like to build your own computer or you want to build your own music workstation, this could be pretty cool to have it shelled in this thing. It just looks aesthetically pleasing and it's a nice small form factor as well. So it is a flat pack sheet metal computer case with the same build-it-yourself design as our modular series. So if you've been following any of the teenage engineering stuff that they've been bringing out is uh, they also have a modular synthesizer thing, which also comes flat packed and you build it yourself. They're kind of going down the Ikea sort of, you know, make things yourself road. The case has a small desk footprint and is built around the mini ITX motherboard and the SFX power supply format. It also fits a dual slot graphics card up to 180 millimeters available in pure orange rolled 2004. Note the computer one is a PC case only computer components must be brought separately of course so i just thought i'd mention that that's shipping again there because they ran out of supplies but it looks like they're back if you're looking there on the youtubes i've just pulled up some pictures of how it looks when it comes flat packed and when it's finished it's a nice little neat design 
I'm not into building PCs personally myself. I like the computer. I'm an Apple enthusiast, I guess you could call me. And I like everything just done. And that's, I guess, what Apple is. Usually just everything's in the box. You can't really change things except for their Pro Series. But if you like building, tinkering, making your own music workstation, I think this is kind of cool. I like the small footprint as well. I think that's really, really fun design. The next piece of news here, this is also a limited piece of news. If you've been following any of this Universal Audio, if you like Universal Audio gear right now and you've been thinking about purchasing one of their audio interfaces right now, they still have this deal where if you buy the Apollo Rack, you, there's a plugins promotion so you can get the free Avalon, Auto-Tune and Lexicon plugins with select Apollo Rack Mount interfaces. So you can supercharge your mixes with up to $1,793 in hit-making UAD plugins and add I.O. with Universal's award-winning line of Apollo X audio interfaces. So this is a limited time and it's only been extended through to the end of this month. Again, I tell you guys, if you're listening to this podcast in the future, that is not my problem, okay? I told you at the time, if you were subscribed and you're listening on a weekly basis, you would get these deals. Also, no kickback for me, of course. This is no affiliation with Universal Audio. I just think this is a fantastic deal. I know that personally, I've already got one of these Apollo X6 interfaces here right in front of me. I love it. That's what my vocals are going through right now. That's why they sound so silky and smooth. And if I had have known about this promotion, I would have jumped on board because I was obviously looking and wanting to get one of the Apollo audio interfaces for a little while. I dived in and I didn't get this. I didn't get this really nice, sexy promotion. So you're going to get it if that's what you're going to (laughs) do, if you're going to get an Apollo audio interface. But yeah, it looks like they're giving away quite a few really high-end plugins. And for those of you who don't know and or maybe not aware, but the Universal Audio software sounds absolutely ridiculous, like ridiculous as in good like super, super good. So if you want to have that really authentic analog emulation, Universal Audio is where it's at. Check this little promotion out. While it lasts, got till the end of this month, I think it's still a couple of weeks till the end of the month. So hopefully you get to hear this podcast before that. All right. So next piece of news, quick one here from UVI. haven't featured them on the podcast for a little while, but they just released a new instrument, which I thought was interesting called Organic Keys. So exquisitely crafted and tweakable sounds designed with modern genres in mind organic keys is a one-stop shop delivering 120 key patches perfect for every day from pop and scoring work to genres like neo soul idm and lo-fi sounds are arranged in five categories including acoustic mode mood monochord and digitalized lo-fi and more than keys and offer a wide variety of characters to explore and every patch in organic keys is constructed with four independently mixable sonic layers including sample synthesis pluck and texture giving you a huge range of sonic space and allowing you to dial in the perfect sound to suit your track automate it to create movement and distinction and perform it to add life and expression to your compositions and each of the presets in organic keys is designed to be expressive and playable providing helpful control such as an adsr amplitude envelope delay and reverb and custom macro control allowing you to sculpt your sound and bring your tracks to life as with all falcon expansions it uses the falcon engine for those of you who don't know that's a bit like uh i guess it's like the contact player by native instruments you have the ability to dig beneath the surface into each sound's patch structure to manipulate and reshape it in any way you see fit all right let's just play some i'm just gonna shut the hell up here let's play some of it back here's some of the organic keys enjoy 
if you like the sound of that oh a bit of a drop <laughs> Wow, caught me off guard that little drop there. But if you like the sound of that, organic keys for the Falcon player from UVI. Sounds pretty dope. All those sounds, all those little lead sounds we heard. I don't know about the drums and the beat going there, but all the little lead sounds and instruments going over the top of that was all from organic keys. Sounds really good. And UVI, no exception to very nice sounding emulations indeed. Love that organic keys from UVI. This next one though, let's get on to this next one. This is huge. Now we're going to have our hands on with this next week on the podcast, the dream synth. It is from Cherry Audio. Super exciting announcement. Just came out last week. So next week, tune into the podcast. We are going to do a little mini overview of it on the podcast there. What is the dream synth you ask? All right, and who are Cherry Audio? Well, Cherry Audio's Dream Synth is a tribute to the celebrated hybrid analog digital synthesis synthesizers of the mid to late 1980s. And the innovative design blends flexible dual wave morphing oscillators, stereo filters, fully polyphonic analog strings, extensive and easy to use modulation, sound quality effects, and MPE support, all in an elegant vintage style synth interface. And it's an era of innovation. Dream Synth draws its inspiration from renowned synths, including the Ensonic Esk 1 and Kawaii K series and the Sequential Prophet VS. In the second half of the... Sorry, in the second half of the 80s, music production was rapidly transitioning from analog to digital. These hybrid synthesizers bridged the gap, combining the precision and flexibility of sampled digital oscillations with the warmth of of analog filters and the combination of digital and analog sound produced instruments with character and unique sonic fingerprints that still resonate today so this is the dream synth that's that's basically the concept of it. it's the analog and digital sort of towards the 80s where digital was like towards the end of the 80s sorry where digital synthesis was really in its realm it was really massive but they were still wanted to combine that analog warmth that you got from the 70s and 60s you could not get from from 70s sorry <laughs> they could not get from the digital era like the digital era lacked the warmth and this is when this sort of hybrid synthesizers came along now a bunch of artists have created presets here and if we jump down here let's have a quick listen to the sounds of dream synth i believe there's a little songs so we'll play one of these back here this first one here is pretty cool let's have a listen to this Yeah, I think that really shows off its sound 
big warbling string and just the little nuances of imperfections i love that sound that's and it's amazing to think that that is a digital and analog hybrid like to me that sounds mostly just like an analog synth there is presets here let's just have a listen to one of these presets rhythm and percussion preset here we go Yeah, it sounds mad. Sounds really good. Let's listen to chords here. I want to have a quick listen to chords. Here we go. Nice, nice. They sound amazing. You're going to get that really early sort of rave error as well, sort of sounding chords. But anyway, we're going to do a mini sort of overview of the sounds and the overall sort of GUI and everything that's going on with the Dream Synth next week. So check that out. Cherry Audio, they've just released it. If you want to get your hands on it before I do, then go over to Cherry Audio. It's available right now. You can purchase it. They're not expensive. Cherry Audio does really, really awesome deals actually there's an introductory price but overall even when it's not in the introductory price it's still very affordable uh, at the moment it's 39 usd and it will go up to 59 usd after the introduction has finished but i love cherry audio they are friends to the show and we i can't wait to look at this with you guys next week as well all right, let's move over to the next piece of news. This comes to us from Bose. This is for our bass players. And Bose just re- announced a Katana 110 bass amp and the Breakthrough Katana innovation for basses. So crafted with a breakthrough design philosophy, philosophy behind the acclaimed Katana guitar amp series, Katana 110 bass delivers premium sound and advanced features perfectly tuned for the needs of serious bassists. There are three unique amp characters and onboard boss effects providing a wide range of tones packed up by a stage-ready 60-watt class AB power amp custom 10-inch woofer and Twitter with on-off switch. And with the comprehensive EQ, flexibility, connectivity, and more, the Katana 110 bass is ready to take on any playing situation from stage to studio to everyday practice at home. Now, Bose have been making, or Boss, sorry, have been making... Uh, quite a bit of news lately like with products I think even last week or the week before in the podcast two podcasts ago I think we just spoke about one of their new uh, Boss guitar effects pedals but it's really cool to see Bosses releasing more for the guitarists and the bass players especially with this one mainly well it is just aimed at bass players with the Katana bass I'll just read some of the main features here. Versatile combo bass amp with stage-ready sound and advanced features. We've got 60-watt class AB power amp delivers big punchy tone. Rock-solid combo cabinet with custom 10-inch woofer and high-frequency Twitter with on-off switch. Three selectable amp voicing covers a wide range of styles. Shape switch with three tone characters, mid-scoop, bright, and extended range, four independent effects sections, compressor, drive, and FX1 and FX2 with a vast range of selectable effects, comprehensive four-band EQ with selectable low and high mid-frequency controls, studio-inspired blend section that enables you to mix in dry sound for enhanced fatness and clarity, and a bunch of other features there. But, I mean, this thing looks pretty cool. If we have a look here, if you're watching on the video, there you can see on the top of the katana bass amp you've got your effects one and two then you got your equalizer here you got your blend level as well 
And for independent effects sections, the Katana series is famous for its onboard onboard boss effects, and the Katana 110 base is no exception. Dedicated to comp limiter and drive sections provide core processing, while FX1 and FX2 offer a treasure trove of options from the boss base effect library. From standards like chorus and flanger to octave bass, synth, and more, the FX2 section also includes delay and reverb, and over 60 total effect types are available for loading via the Boss Tone Studio Editor. That's pretty cool. Has USB, you can plug it into your computer and so forth. We'll just See if we've got a little demo here we can play back for you guys just so we can uh let's see it's a little movie here we'll just play it back hopefully it gives you an idea of the tone here we go Bose katana amp funky Nice small form factor too. Yeah, it looks really cool. Nice effects on board as well. got foot switch control Tons of connectivity actually, that's a good shot there. You can hook it up to your phone, PC mobile device or Mac. Yeah. Two models, so you got the 210 and the 110. Good little track. Nice. So I think you get the idea. And actually, just checking here, we did speak about this one last week, or I think the podcast before, the GX100, both releasing that as well, the Guitar FX processor with Color Touch. But that is the Katana bass amp from Bose. Nice to see they're releasing a couple of products here. And I dare say that this was probably, I mean, we're, I guess we're in March now. I wonder if this was supposed to be part of the NAM exhibition, which we didn't have this week, which we normally have, but we didn't have. But anyway, there you have it. Bose releasing a brand new product in the form of a bass amp, and they sound really good i hope that the video or the audio from that gave you an impression of how they how they can make your bass sound and in fact i'm not a bass player but now i want to actually want to start start playing bass because that just sounded really cool <laughs> all right all right so the big news for the week was the 
The Roland released the Phantom O series. Now, what is the Phantom O series, you ask? Because you're like, oh, well, Roland already has a Phantom series. Well, this is their sort of cut-down version, their more affordable version, dare say. Doesn't have all the bells and whistles, but still, there's a, a pretty freaking good. Uh, I've got a picture here, if you are watching on the video, just to give you a comparison. So, there's the Phantom O series, and we pull out the picture of the Phantom series, and we can see that the Phantom series has like this synthesizer section here on the right and you have the draw bars and stuff on the Phantom O series, but it's just slightly different design with a larger screen, a larger LCD screen in the middle. It looks like you got a larger LCD screen, but you still got on the Phantom O series, you still got macro control, you still have the step sequencer. It's just not lit up as much and it's probably not as prominent when we compare the two. So anyway, it is a cut down a cut down version of its bigger brother but let's have a quick read of overview of it here. So Phantom O brings your creative world together, combining this sonic power and fluid workflow of the top of the line Phantom series in a streamlined instrument that goes everywhere your inspiration takes you. And you got the three models there, the 08, the 07, and the 06. Now, if you head over to Roland.com and you actually pull up this Roland Phantom O series page, there's a really good sound demo. We're not going to play it here on the podcast because obviously... It's a it's a very long video. We will play some of the presets back though, but if you wanted to check out the video, he goes into very comprehensively what you can do with the Phantom O series. And one of the things I found very, very interesting, there is a section on this video, if you do end up watching it, where it shows the door integration and he shows it actually integrated with Ableton Live. And on the little screen is a little Ableton Live clip view. It's very cool. And this is on the Phantom O series. The integration with the computer now on these Roland Phantom series is really, really nice to see. So your musical everything. Phantom O has everything you need to create and perform at the highest level. And with its interactive design and expansive IO, it blends every workflow with ease. So I guess this one... This Roland Phantom, and I guess why we wanted to feature it on the podcast, obviously it's a brand new release, the Phantom O series, these brand new ones. But I also thought this is a good instrument. If you're, if this is your first sort of foray into synthesis or synthesizers, not even if it's your first, even if you're not necessarily even just a collector, but you just want some new sounds. The cool thing about these Roland Phantom series is you can connect them to your computer and they have expansion packs, which you can purchase from Roland, or even some of them are free and you can download them. There's just the expandability is really nice to see. And this, we haven't got the prices here, unfortunately, but this is going to be far cheaper than the actual, the big daddy-o the phantom which is really nice so if you have been eyeing off the phantom and you've been like oh it's a bit out of my you know a bit out of reach for me then this o series is going to make it much closer in reach for you so you can build songs in a flash actually if you're having a look here on the touch screen it's got like a clip view editor as well so designed for non-stop music creation phantom o lets you shape sounds and make music without interrupting the flow with the hands-on knobs and sliders color touch screen quick sampling features and clip clip-based sequencer every session with Phantom O is inspiring, productive, and fun. And let's just scroll down here. We'll get some sounds because it does have the Supernatural engine on board, which is basically featured in all of Roland's latest synthesizers. Roland, their workstation synthesizers, I should say. All right, so Phantom O series sound demo. Let's have a quick listen to classic pianos. This is going to sound like a really good sounding piano. Here we go. 
Very nice. Let's have a listen to an organ here. We're just going to switch it out there. Yeah, that's really authentic sounding. course you've got synthesizers here's a trance key have a listen to this I mean, it's pretty much going to have all the sounds you want. Let's have a quick listen to this last. Oh, one more here, future sync lead. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look, I think if you like any of those sounds we just showed there, we gave a little demo there, of course. If you like any of those sounds, you like that Roland does have a bit of a sound and I loved it. I love I love those sounds. Like I love, it's got a, to me, it sounds very Japanese. There's something about those sounds that sounds, you know, Japanese because it's coming from synthesized manufacturers like Korg and Roland, but they just sound really, really good, really funky. You got funky sounds, but the Supernatural stuff is in a league of its own. That sounds really high quality and really realistic sounding instruments. And it's a grand experience. The Phantom O's all new Supernatural pianos play and respond just like their acoustic counterparts, and you have a range of onboard tools to customize them for your style and touch. Well, we heard in those demos how realistic they sounded. For example, the piano, it sounded unbelievably realistic everything just sounded really great and that is the phantom o series you know you're going to be getting quality being that it's roland you've got the supernatural power on board and i would be interested to know because we spoke about it a few podcasts ago the enzyme expansion which i was really interested in was that really crazy warping synth expansion which really utilizes the full engine of the phantom synthesizer it had like multi oscillators combining with each other anyway this sounded really far out really modern sounding and i'll be curious to know whether this phantom o series can actually load an expansion like that and if it can then i really think this is worth it this synthesizer 
Equalizer is really aimed at the live musician and even the studio musician. Why not? I mean, you've got all of Roland's classic sounds and you can load sounds on there from the Zencore. If you don't know what the Zencore, Roland Zencore is, we've spoken about it before, but it's essentially their software uh, synth engine, which you can load on t- into your door and then you can actually play it in the Roland uh, Phantom or you can have it loaded onto your Roland Phantom and play it live. There's just all sorts of cool things you can do and this streamlined version of the Roland Phantom, Roland Phantom O series is definitely one to keep your eye out for if you've been thinking about getting into the Roland Phantom synthesizer world. But anyway, that was a new release. I definitely wanted to speak about it and you can check out more on Roland.com. It's pretty exciting. I don't know if these are shipping yet and I don't have a price on it, but if you want to learn more about what the synthesizer can actually do because there's not a lot that it can't do it actually seems like it can do pretty much everything i really love the door integration as well i think that's really really cool to see and the fact actually just before we leave this product here but the fact that they've actually included a lot of the functionality from the main roland phantom beast into that little screen i think that's pretty cool as well it's touch screen and you can muck around with it and so forth anyway i'm just going to shut the hell up but you get the idea uh of what this synthesizer can actually do and it's it's exciting. It's exciting that they do. I like that companies do these streamlined versions that, you know, because not everyone can always afford the big daddy-o beast. And <laughs> I hope you don't mind me calling it that. But having a streamlined version makes it easier to get into. All right, guys, that's Roland Phantom Zero. And that's also the podcast. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Now, thank you so much for joining me, guys. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I hope it was informative. If it was and you enjoyed it and you loved it, then please leave a comment in the comment section below if you're watching on YouTube. And go one step further towards our relationship together with the podcast. You can get in the podcast app, leave me a review. I read all of my reviews. I love them. Three stars, four stars, five stars, one star, two stars. Whatever you thought it was worth. Five star being amazing. One star being terrible. Please leave your feedback. I read all of of them and I will fix whatever it was that upset you appropriately. And... What else can you do for me? Oh, you can get me a coffee. Yes, support link is always in the description in either the podcast or the YouTube video. And with that, thank you so much for joining me, guys. I hope this podcast is good. We'll be back. We'll be back next week. And don't forget, we're going to be looking at Cherry Audio's Dream Synth next week, which I'm really excited about. And there'll be other cool stuff, of course, other cool news. Don't worry about the chip shortages. Don't worry. Don't pester Behringer. They're doing their best with their neon chip thingies. And they're going to get you their little synthesizers that they've copied off other manufacturers. They're good, good copies, good reproduction. So, and... All right, I think I should just go. Thank you so much, guys. Peace out. Boom. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the Emlyn in the Mix podcast. Here, you will find all the latest in music technology, software and hardware, interviews, and more. Also, don't forget to check out the Emlyn in the Mix YouTube channel today. Till next time, keep it real.